Oh man, and we're back, the three amigos, and it again. What a long week, guys! I feel like I haven't seen y'all in a month. It really does have. It really does feel like we we haven't met in a Dude, while. You look taller, but yeah, you look taller. I sound taller, <laughs> but you know, football is back, baby. When Hard Knocks is on TV, y'all excited for some Hard Knocks? We're uh, recording. On Tuesday night, we normally record on a Wednesday night because coach has to go to a circle jerk later. So we went ahead and accommodated for him, rescheduled our lives. (laughs) He's the stranger in the Alps. (laughs) Hard knocks party. It's called hard (laughs) sloppies. Yeah, we're cutting that one out. (laughs) But anyway, guys, uh, everybody, listeners, thanks for tuning in, man. Uh, We, for our, (laughs) for our fans that are are slowly growing, thank you for checking in with us and listening to the next episode. For our new fans, welcome. We uh, we like to goof off and talk about fantasy football, uh, fantasy bets. We're going to, since we couldn't really find some prop bets today, I guess it being Tuesday, PJ, the the man in the nose, is going to lay down some baseball bets for you later on as he rubs his nose and wiggles the hat. Steel sign. Steel sign. Don't you dare throw that Zephus pitch at me, PJ. <laughs> Straight knuckles. <laughs> Dude. That who was that that threw that super awesome just lobbed it up there and struck a guy out? Yeah, the Zephus, the Zephus pitch uh, was a halt yeah, from Texas nice. Rangers. Miles an hour or something like that. Way to hold a world record. <laughs> I don't think that's a Zephus pitch. I think that's a a, a floater from rookie of the year. <laughs> no, it's called the Zephus pitch. That's what um because no, I was watching on PTI. Oh, okay. They want to call that one. I know a guy threw a Zephus pitch earlier. Uh, I think what Max or somebody. But you know what? Who gives? That's bullcrap. That's baseball. Let's talk about football, guys. That's baseball. I can't believe you just said that. That is the greatest thing that I've ever heard. That's hilarious. That you said that. Let's see what's going on around the league with the training camp and everything. Here's one: the Bengals are sucking already. Their offensive line is so bad that they can't even practice properly right now. What what y'all think about that? Let's start with Coach this time around. The Bengals are the Bengals. The Bungles are the Bungles. I mean, are we surprised? Like Jamar Chase, he can't get he can't catch the ball because Joe Barrow doesn't have enough time to throw. Well, I wonder who was sitting there. At pick number, what I don't even know what uh, what order they were. Dude, they were like number four in the draft. Yeah. Could have got an offensive line. Could have got Panay. They had the. They could have picked the the top offensive lineman in the draft, but they got another wide receiver. I mean, that's true. That's that would be too logical. So, <laughs> that's not a Bengals move, dude. That's not a Bengals move. <laughs> Throw logic out the window, man. And I was having I was having high hopes for the for the Bungles. Same here, man. Like I like I, Joe Burrow. I had a couple of their wide receivers circled uh, draft kind of early this next go around, but they were talking about Jay Moore Chase is kind of slow coming out of breaks and looks like he's playing, trying to learn the playbook as he's playing. But man, that was talking about a four. You're talking about a four three guy coming out of the coming out the gates. So. Good lord. Yeah, Jay Moore Chase is that how? PJ's gonna talk to him. He's gonna talk Little about Jamar. Jamar Chase. Like he's just gonna pronounce it like that the rest of the season. Jamar. You ain't gonna be an all-star, Jamar, if you keep falling like that. Jamar. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, let's move Keyshawn. on. Man. Like uh did y'all read that funny font text that Michael Thomas tweeted. First of all, the the font was like, did your grand grandmother or Girlfriend, text that like, for you. <laughs> yeah, Stan Lee wrote it down. Stan Lee write that for you. Yeah, I don't know why he just he wanted to do a black background with with Comic Sans letters and then tweet that out. Why don't you just tweet it like a regular person? 
It's for emphasis, man. He's got to make him uh, make him know that he really cares. Yeah, I guess so. Guess get eyeballs. Anytime you have eyeballs on what you need to say, that's good. Publicist, that that publicist, and make it pop when you put it out there. <laughs> Don't just do a normal tweet. Yeah. You got to make get people's attention. And I tell you, man, Twitter, Twitter's a cruel, mean place, dude. I just got back on. I've been off of it for a little bit, man, and I got beat up by some bully talking about how I didn't understand <laughs> cover three defense. But I tell you what, if you're listening to this podcast right now, I studied my ass. Smart little sucker, that's right. I made school, you son. <laughs> 14 years old, my ass. Smart little sucker, that's right. You. <laughs> Oh man! And then <laughs> old Sheffy's gonna follow up later on that oh, after, oh, this afternoon, and be like, "MT wants out of Nola. He wants a trade, which is a pretty common thing for everybody. Oh man, I want to trade. Trade me right now. Let's see where he stands in a week. When did this start, man? People just demanding trades. I I, I feel like it's new. I don't recall it. You know, several years. I back. think I I think it's this. Uh, it, NFL players wanting more power like NBA players. NBA players have a lot of power in, in the league. So I think NFL players are kind of jealous and like, hey, well, shit, we want that kind of power in our league. For sure. But, man, you got to uh, ask yourself who's going to win in this deal, man, Michael Thomas or the Saints. The Saints are going to have to give up a lot just to get rid of him or even in a trade. I mean, you got to think Michael Thomas is kind of holding the, Dude, holding that, the keys right now. Yeah, that year two, that year two uh, market cap thing where it was going to be how much, like twenty something million dollars. Like they're going to have to eat that in dead money. I'm just like, I don't know how that works, but I think it, if you trade to the right team that has more money than the Saints, the that problem can be solved. But who's going to want a guy that's not going to play? the first eight games of the season. <laughs> Somebody more like nobody. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was like, PJ's going to do a, a can't hardly wait. <laughs> Who's going to want you now? Michael. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can think about it from the Saints perspective. Like they just like Drew Brees retired. They're kind of in a rebuild in a sense. Like everybody in that division, except for Tampa Bay, is in a rebuild. If you're gonna if you're gonna ship a, a player who's unhappy and gonna cause some problems for you, you might as well ship him off now, and maybe you can get a, a big load for him, dude. I, um, in return, so I think Saints will 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 actually end up on top in, in this situation. Kind of other players want trades too, like Steelers, uh, Washington. He's a really good player. He would fit in great with the Saints. I, w- I hope they would go after him, give King James somebody to toss it to, you know. And then there's a few other guys that will probably get cut along the way these, these coming weeks, probably from the Patriots. <laughs> but speaking of getting bullied and yeah, all that stuff, how about Cam Newton, his nickname for Mac Jones, the Big Mac Cheese. <laughs> and then – and then ESPN wants to make some little spin of it <laughs> on this whole, uh, like, body image or something like that. Yeah, fat shaming Mac Jones and all this stuff. I'm like, fat shaming. come on, guys. Typical Disney ESPN. Let's get a council culture going on this, please. Uh, but Man, you know offensive linemen have to be taking offense to this. They've been called uh, a lot worse than that. Oh, offense. Big sloppies. Big sloppies, like who's looking out for them, man? As soon as it happens yeah, to a quarterback, right. all of a sudden, oh, don't body shit. <laughs> it's all about the quarterbacks. No <laughs> rule change ever happens unless there's a quarterback named oh. Aaron Rodgers involved. <laughs> for sure, you think Cam Newton get a little bit better on that uh, nickname though? Mac and cheese, like kind of uh, lazy. Yeah, that's, that was very lazy. It's pretty typical of Cam Newton. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's got a better name for him that he doesn't say around the media. Well, go ahead, PJ. Give us a give us a nickname. Man, I can't I can't come up with one off the top of the dome, man. Don't put me on the spot like that. Mac Truck Stop Jones. <laughs> yeah, Mac Truck. <laughs> I was gonna say Big Mac. <laughs> oh man, Sesame Seed Bun coming through. Anyways, uh, let's move on to 
something really good. A show that we Cowboys, really like to watch baby. every year is Hard Knocks on HBO. The old Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks. The, the K is silent. <laughs> That's a Knock, right? that right. Uh, Hard Knocks. Yeah. With old Liev Shriver on the ones and twos. Yeah, so what are y'all wanting to see out of the Cowboys on the Canucks this this Man, year? You, this go around. The first thing that comes to mind is Dak. What, like, what's he going to look like this year? You want to see how he's throwing, how he's moving? It's of course going to be the biggest storyline of of their camp. You know, it's like he's already a little bit banged up. So you got to wonder how much footage they got for him early. That's why we need to hurry up and wrap this up so we can get on that premiere. He threw the ball today. Um, he did light throwing with Amari uh, Cooper today in practice. So that's a little bit of glimmer of hope. Yeah, and I, I think ESPN and them are trying to draw out some drama with this so they'll have something to report on. I don't have any inside source or any more knowledge than anybody else, but I, I just don't think it's that serious of an injury. But I don't know. I guess they're kind of saying it might uh, nag him for the year, but we'll see. Dude, it, it was a pretty know. nasty break, so we'll just have to see how it goes. But I think he's uh, full steam a go. That, that train is a rolling – no tinfoil hat on this one, Mike? Actually, um, <laughs> funny you should ask. Funny you should ask. <laughs> I actually do have a conspiracy theory I want to bring up with over at the Ravens, old uh, Trace uh, McSorley promoted to the number two quarterback for the year. And he's they've covered training camp with the Ravens today pretty hardcore. And, you know – how long are they going to let the Lamar Jackson experiment go before they get the RPO king in, in waiting, the prince of RPO, Max Orley, on, on the job, coach? Well, I think, I think this year is going to be a year like Lamar just saw Josh Allen up in Buffalo get paid. So he's gonna be over there saying like, "Hey, I gotta, I gotta perform. I gotta win some games. I gotta put up some stats because I want that big ass contract too." So Ravens are thinking, "Hey, let's light a fire under his ass. Get this kid who's got pretty good talented, uh, pretty good talent, and we'll see if this um, ups his competition and gets uh, um, more out of Lamar." Man, McSorley, dude, that dude, he came in late in a game last year. We, I think we were all three riding that um, pit. I think it was like minus eight and a half or something like that. It should have been a blowout, but Lamar wasn't playing, and they were down to Robert Griffin the third, I think. And he ends up getting hurt. And here comes fucking McSorley. Was it McSorley, McSorley? Yeah, McSorley. Oh, yeah, that was a dime dumb. at the end of the game to bring it within eight, I think. Just yeah. backdoored us, all three of us simultaneous. I really like <laughs> I really like this guy mainly because he screws over PJ anytime he gets on the field. And it's yeah, fun he did to it watch. more than once think, last year, didn't he? He screwed you he, knows. Yeah, he screwed you over in fantasy and he screwed you over with bets, man. I don't know what I did to him, man. I know I never said I one bad thing about him. I bought his rookie card after that. I heard uh, I heard he has a burner account on Twitter, and that's and then he he saw you say something about the cover three. Yeah, he, he hunts you down and busts your balls. <laughs> and he he found you laid into your ass. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him. He seems like the type. Why why, why do we follow Master Wayne? <laughs> so we can laugh at PJ. I mean, get ourselves back up again. <laughs> Woo! All right, guys, I want to fiddle fart around with some fantasy. fantasy. All right, let's play some hot or not with the ADP. We're going to go through the first four rounds of a 10-team league and play a little hot or not. That's where each of us pick a guy in each round that we like and we don't like. Who you fading? Who you loving? All right, let's let's go with uh, round one. Here we go. Uh, number one is Christian McCaffrey, followed by Dalvin Cook, Derek Henry, Alvin Kamara, Ezekiel Elliott, Saquon Barkley, Nick Chubb, Jonathan Taylor, 
Aaron Jones, and the tight end, Travis Kelsey. Who in this first round is hot, starting with P.J.? Who's hot? Man, I'm, I'm going to surprise you all here. I'm going to go Nick Chubb. Dude just got paid. Brown's going to be good. I'm going to pick that dude early if I get a chance. You got a Chubb for Chubb? I got a Chubb for Chubbs. Dude, I, I like <laughs> it. I think I'm getting a Chubb, too. Uh, I like him as all around. Just love the guy, watching him on TV as a football player, as a fantasy player. He doesn't get the love, the Chubb, you know? Like, everybody's all about Derrick Henry, but this dude, this dude can can run like a running back. <laughs> he can be a running back number one this year. I have zero doubt about that. Stays healthy just like everybody else. Oh, I feel like he can he can be a number one any given year uh, that he's he's been playing. This team stacked. The, the offensive line's a lot better than uh, Derrick Henry's, and I don't know. It's, it's just a better team. You got a, a equally comparable running back, coach. Who? What you say? Only, only my only kind of hesitation on uh, Chubb was be that. Yes, he, he. I had him last year. Got injured like midway through the year. Missed about four or five games, I believe. Uh, also, if he starts the drive, gets them all the way down. Um, Kareem Hunt. Taking taking in for a touchdown and taking away vulturing some of his uh got a vulture his touchdowns from him. Vulturing vulture some of his touchdowns from him when you get that. That's the only hesitation I have on Nick Chubb. Other than that, he's a home run hitter. So yeah, if he's there, definitely hot on him. All right, coach, who you hot on? Who I'm hot on? Uh obviously all the running backs, Christian, Derek. Yeah. If they're there. Definitely take him. But for me, I'm really hot on Devontae Adams. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers, that whole situation kind of being um, kind of the, the steam on that one kind of going back down, I would definitely take uh, Devontae Adams uh, in the first round if he is available. Um, yes, even over a, a, a running back. Dude, that would have been an awesome – Round two, hot, you know that that you could have took when we went in round two because he's going at the one twelve. That's that's round two. Uh, I did not list him, man. You, he was not an option. So let's save that for round two, bro. <laughs> did I pull a PJ? Yeah, you pulled a PJ. Just listen to the guys that I list. I had the list pulled up. But you didn't listen to the, this guy. I mean, okay. All right. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to give you a second take. We're going to give you a second shot at this. <laughs> Don't let us down. So, so save all that love for Devontae Adams in, in the round two. And this just is the say, only way you're going to learn your lesson. <laughs> who's your hot for the top ten? Obviously, you're going to take – one of the top two running backs, if you have the chance. Christian, no-brainer. Dalvin, no-brainer. Derek, no-brainer. I'm going to go with a, a guy I'm really hot on. He's He's been on a lot of my championship teams that I've had over the years. I'm going to go Travis Kelsey num at number 10. Tight ends. My strategy that's worked for me over the past few years got me championships. Um, take a tight end early. There's only maybe three, four elite tight ends in the league. So you got to get them and get them early because um, they'll definitely get you some points consistently week in, week out. I love that strategy, Coach. You always want to be the first at a position if you have that availability to you. So if you want to take the best quarterback, take the best quarterback. Of course, you don't want to reach for them. You want to make sure you get them in a good time. But the tight end take, I love it, man. Whenever Gronk was in his prime, I snatched that dude in the first round probably two or three times. So uh, I, I love that strategy. Nice. And that leaves uh, me for my height is midriff himself, Ezekiel Elliott. I know a lot of people are down on him, but the dude, I, I see no reason for him not to be. If you got <laughs> Dak back and Dak stays all year long, 
Zeke's going to win you a league. It, and that's that's simple as that. He's he's worth it. You can take him number one if you really want to. I'd have no qualms. Absolutely. He's He's been durable, too. He's been durable his whole career. I think maybe he missed a game last year out of his entire career. So, yeah. Had some fumble problems last year, some ups and downs. Definitely wasn't his best. Yeah, definitely wasn't his best year last year, but I think he'll bounce back. Those are worrisome. Those are yeah, worrisome. but I think that fumble issue is really an outlier, but also he's kind of like a Adrian Peterson. That dude fumbles but still wins you the game back in his day. And uh, But last year, that whole team just fell apart because the offensive line was gone, the quarterback was gone. People just start playing crappy when when – the wheels fall off like that, and I think they're gonna. Yeah, you definitely don't have to worry about volume issues with yeah. so All right, those are some hots. Let's get to some fuggos. Who's a not PJ? Man, I'm going Saquon Barkley. I'm not touching that dude. If if he's there in the fourth round, fifth round, maybe I don't see him falling that far, but I am not touching that guy, man. Stay away. Yeah, I I, I would agree with that. Like he's been. Past two seasons, yeah, he had, I don't think he's played for 2019 season. He he went down with a with a um, season-ending injury. So yeah, I, I, I'm steering him clear. And the and the Giants are terrible. And the Giants are terrible. Why, why would you? Say? Yeah, they're, they're just a dumpster. They're they're Giants are a dumpster fire. So I, I would steer clear from from him and take yeah, somebody else. Dudes, go another position. Dudes, there's two teams really showing themselves to be absolute dumpster fires right now. And that's the bungles and the giants, Jason Garrett, need I say more that, that that's one, but they got off, offensive line problems. That's not good for a running back. It's coach Garrett. The, uh, Oh, oh. <laughs> it's coach. <laughs> <laughs> call me coach. Okay. Whatever coordinator. Coordinate your way to to the parking lot. You're fired. There, there's the exit. Yeah. He he wouldn't be able to find it if he pointed it out. Uh, but yeah, I, I can totally get on board with that. But if he falls to the second round, I'm taking him. You know, that's a that's a a workhorse on a bad team works out pretty good on fantasy. Yeah, yeah, I guess I could see that, man. I guess the third or fourth round, it ain't going to be there. Especially if you have, yeah, if you have a good running back from the first round so you can get kind of gutsy, whatever. Say you took Nick Chubb and nobody went for Saquon, and then Saquon comes back around to you in the second round, I'd take him. Corn flip, yeah. Yeah. All right, Coach. You got a knot. Uh, my knot is going to be um, Dalvin Cook. I think with um, kind of with like what PJ was saying with Saquon Barkley, um, Dalvin Cook being injured, having some injury problems um, throughout the middle of the season, but came on late. I, I think with that offense and Kirk Cousins. Um, it could be a, a lot pass happy, especially if they're coming from behind a lot in a lot of games. Dalvin may not be as central to the offense as he needs to be. If so if he doesn't get his first half carries or his first half points, then he's probably not going to get you a lot week in and week out consistently at least. He might have a, a big game one week and then just the next week lay a complete egg. Yeah, I think uh, he was a rookie last year with that Matheson guy that came up, came up uh, and played whenever Cook went down. There wasn't much of a drop-off between him and uh, and Cook, so you got to wonder if that's going to kind of eat into some of his touches this year. But I, I could give a loan that would not be another running back. And then also consider the Justin Jefferson. Um, like if he gets – like, yeah, he they say he kind of dodged a bullet with uh, maybe – uh, AC joint, I think, but who knows? Maybe that might linger on through the, throughout the season. So if he goes down, you have an aging Adam Thielen, and then who else? Bigger at the tight end. <laughs> <laughs> sleeper, 
sleeper tight sleeper end. Tight end. You know, I, I get those takes. I think Dalvin's going to get his workload. He's one of those guys, when he came into the league, everybody was concerned about his knees. And it showed itself because his first season, you know, that he ripped them apart and had to get the surgery. But whoever's cadaver, he got some AC joints on. They've been miracles ever since, man. I think the injury concerns can kind of fade away. Not you know anybody can get injured at any given time. It's it's football. It's the nature of the game. But I don't think his he's not a Ty Gurley level injury risk as far as his knees go to to me. So I would I would take him. I don't really like taking him at the number two spot. I don't I don't think he's going to repeat his production from last year. Yeah, I'd say I'd say middle to back first round. Be a safe pick with him, but I, I don't think. I yeah, I would definitely him. take Zeke over him, uh, Derek Henry over him, even Nick Chubb. Uh, that's about it. But then I would I'd be taking him. My my night of the first round is uh, Mister Aaron Jones. Already done hurt that hammy, guys. <laughs> How bad is it? I I'm not sure, but it could linger on. You don't want to. You don't want to start yeah. your season like that. No. No, and I'm in a tough spot with our keeper league too, because I'm I'm between him and Clyde edwards hilaire who I'm going to keep. Right. I'm thinking about throwing them both back. In I time. think I would take Aaron Jones over uh, Ceh because he's just he's a more explosive athlete. Even though he is injured, he I don't you know he's probably going to miss some games, and then you got. Quadzilla, AJ Dillon lurking in the background. So, but still, he he's that home run hitter that I don't think Ceh is going to give you hamstrings. Man, you got to be careful with those. Like, look at Julio Jones, like having a hamstring injury that pretty much um, crippled him all of last season. Like every like I was on pins and needles every week looking at that injury report. Wouldn't be surprised. Okay, Julio's not playing because he's got a hamstring yeah, issue. Thank God I traded. Fairy Godmother. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I won, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Showing that out there. All right, guys, let's run on into the second round. We got Tyreek Hill. Two. Yeah. Tyreek Hill. Devontae Adams. Stefan Diggs. Austin Eckler. Antonio Gibson. Najee Harris. Moving on up with that helium, DeAndre Hopkins, <laughs> Joe Mixon, Patrick Mahomes the second. Who's this guy? And Calvin Ridley. All right, PJ, starting with you. Who's a guy in the second round that's a ultimate hottie? You just got to have. Dude, Devontae Adams, hands down. Uh, Rogers gonna be looking for him often, early and often, as he did every year prior to that. So I mean. I know we joked about it earlier, but, I mean, Devontae Adams, he could be a first-round pick. In, in in my eyes, I could see him being a first-round pick, especially in those PPR leagues. So, that, that's that's one that I would be looking for if you can find him in the second round. Absolutely, man. Like, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, one of the most dynamic duos in the NFL. Yeah, stack attack. And you got to yeah. have that contract situation uh, work itself out, though, before the season starts. No, nah, you want that to linger all year, man, because then you know Rodgers is going to get his boy paid. That's one thing Aaron Rodgers knows Absolutely. how to do is get his players paid. I like I like that take. Yeah. In fact, I would even jump Devontae Adams on into the first round and skip some of these losers at the back of the first and just go ahead and take Adams. <laughs> Coach told me to say that before the show, and I said, "No, I'm not saying." It. I said it. <laughs> I greased his palms. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Coach, you got a hot. Who's the most hottie hot that you got, got to have? I got a. I got a couple hottie hots. Obviously, Devontae Adams. Um, PJ's take was too really hot to good. trot. Kind of stole that one. It's too too hot to trot. If if they're still around, obviously take Stephon Diggs. Take DeAndre Hopkins. But I'm going to say one receiver that people are probably kind of lukewarm on, but I'm, like, scalding hot. Like, I got to wear oven mitts. Uh, Calvin Ridley, man. Dude. Calvin Ridley. 
especially with uh, Julio not there, and you got Matt Ryan, who's got a new offensive coordinator, new head coach, Arthur um, Smith. They want to prove that they can uh, hang around in that in that kind of a rebuild division with Carolina rebuilding, the Saints kind of in a rebuild. They want to at least try to get second place and maybe hopefully lock down a wild card. So Calvin Ridley, man, he was just lights out last year, and I believe he's worth a, a, a second-round pick absolutely if he's still there. Yeah, not only that, man, you have Pitts coming out of the draft, too. He's supposed to be a dynamic tight end, like generational-type talent. So you got that guy running around the middle and uh, get Calvin on the outside. That's going to be a nice little combination there. So I like. Oh, that. yeah. Dude, I love it. And then Mike Davis in the backfield, too, yeah. Yeah, even say if I'm at the first of the – if I'm picking where early, yeah, early in the second, I would reach – I'd reach for him. I'd go ahead and grab him. Hell, he's another guy I would take in the first. Be honest with you. Low risk, high reward, man. Oh, yeah. You can buy high and he takes you higher. Can I take you higher? Man, a guy I really like in the second is Austin Eckler. Lay it on me, Don. I I, I was – he was one I was looking at too. I was like, man, I just his health, dude. Look at uh, well, there you go again with the health. I, I don't factor health in uh, unless it's like a dire health thing. Like with Dalvin Cook, you're just oh, I'm worried about his knees. Well, I'm willing to take that gamble. Austin Eckler in this system with. Big herb. I don't think he'll have a sophomore slump. I think he's a miracle baby, and he has elite <laughs> coaching staff around him. And I'm willing to say you get Austin Eckler in the second round, and he gives you first round production. And that's why if I was on the back half, I'd be willing to take like a Devonte Adams or or Calvin Ridley in the first and back it up with with the Austin Eckler while all these other uh, Joe Schmoes in your league are using the ADP computer and grabbing busted up Aaron Jones or Jonathan Taylor. That that's, that's draft bait. Jonathan Taylor, that's draft bait. If you ask me, let him take it. You get the good guys, let them have those guys. So that that's the guy I have to have. That's who I want to take the prom. <laughs> All right, let's switch over to the Knots. Who is just a big old don't want it bowl of uh, doo-doo stew that you just got to stay clear away from, <laughs> PJ? Big old, big old pretzel. Yeah, knot. big old pretzel knot. Man, y'all probably aren't going to like this one because I think one of y'all had him, but mine's Antonio Gibson, dude. I I can't own a Washington <laughs> football team running back and feel good about it. I, I just I can't do it, man. I, I know Fitzmagic's nice enough to to speak to us and you know stay on hold for us during this podcast, but but man, Antonio Gibson, I, I just I don't see it, man. I ain't buying it. I wouldn't want Dude, to. Dude, I like the possibilities. I don't expect him to be a full time guy, but he's kind of like a Austin Eckler. Uh, some of these other kind of guys that just have the explosive ability to really knock it out of the park, like a like a Aaron Jones man, just hit that home run touchdown for you, dude. Not he got in, he got into the end zone a few times last season. I think that's going to continue. He might not get you to the yardage, but he's going to get you some touchdowns, coach. You're you're an Antonio Gibson owner. What do you say, man? What the hell are you thinking? That kid, he runs like the wind blows. No, I, I mean handle the truth. That, that Washington's offense is the biggest question mark on that team right now. And um, yeah, yeah, you have Antonio Gibson, you have Terry McLaurin, Logan Thomas, uh, Curtis Samuel's bang, banged up with a I think a groin injury. That but, uh, I, I can see Antonio. 
my deck. Uh, I, I with enough weapons on that on that team, I think Antonio will have a lot of holes open for him, and and he plus he he's a catching running back too. He he, he could definitely do some magic out of the backfield and uh, some Fitz magic <laughs> out of the backfield. So uh, I completely disagree with that take. <laughs> I still respect the hell out of you, still Coach. Who's a crusty old pretzel that you bought at the mall and can't wait to throw away? Yeah, I just bought it, took one bite of it, and I'm throwing it back. You know what? I'm going to throw back Joe Mixon. Bungles, man. We said it at the start of the show. The bungles are the bungles. Like, he's he's not consistent enough to have this high in the second round. Uh, if he He's a third or fourth round at best. So yeah, if I'm if I'm coming around uh, towards the second round and I'm picking low end, uh, yeah, I'm either taking a quarterback or take uh, taking a shot at a, maybe another um, high end wide receiver in the third round over Joe Mixon. That's just my opinion. No doubt, man. I have certain people on my do not draft list. Unfortunately, Joe Mixon's there, so it's gonna take something for me to be able to take him. Yeah, the the bungles, dude. Yeah, it's, it's a brain scratcher to have all that talent, but that just goes to show you if you don't have offensive line, that talent ain't going nowhere. That's what I say. Uh, I yep. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna go with Stefan Diggs. He went off last year, and I don't think he can. I don't think he can. Repeat that. You're going to grab this guy in the second round, and he's not going to give you a second round or first round performance this year around. That's bold, Don. That's bold. <laughs> Heard it here first. This is the hottest. This is a hot take. Oh, my goodness. Stefan Diggs. Dude, I think he just went too hot uh, last year. Flew a little too close to the sun. He did. He did. And those wings got a little fried. <laughs> the opinions of Miles Donald do not reflect the, the, the podcast of CES Rounders. This is not investment <laughs> advice. Dude, you're sitting around the first, the first turn of, of the second round, and you got Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, Stefan Diggs, and uh, Calvin Ridley, all four of those guys staring you down. Are you telling me you're going to take Stefan Diggs over those other three? Not, not the three that you mentioned, but I still wouldn't be scared to take him in the middle of the back half of the second round. I mean, I'd take him and live with it or just go for one of these running backs. So, Don, Don you would take DeAndre Hopkins over Stefan Diggs? Yes. Yes, I would. Even though, even though Hopkins only had six touchdowns last year. Yeah, yeah, I will. He got yards, he got receptions, but didn't get Dude, any. I got zone. a, I got a fat wad of baby Doge, willing to say at the end of this year, DeAndre Hopkins is going to have more fantasy points than Stephon Diggs. You write that down. Let's write it down. Let's write it down. No, I'm not, I'm 1. Write 1.4 million. Oh, you, 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 want you want a piece of this? Yeah. Uh, Peach. Mm-hmm. So, 1.4 okay. million baby Coach. Coach and, and PJ. So, we each get 1.4 million or just. I guess you'll have to split the it. There's a 10% user okay. fee, but. <laughs> when that shit hits a dollar, who gives a shit? <laughs> So, so you're saying the bet is you think DeAndre will have more fantasy points overall than yeah at the end of the year yeah okay yeah writing this shit down be digging into that crypto wallet and shelling out some baby doge it's bold man bold bold that's probably the boldest boldest take. Since our existence yeah, as a podcast. Is- 
<laughs> Come on, let's get nuts. All right, guys, let's keep trugging along. Let's get into round three. We got Mr. DK Metcalf, Clyde Edwards Alaire, Justin Jefferson, AJ Brown, JK Dobbins. Good Lord. All right, Darren Waller, George Kittle, David Montgomery, Josh Jacobs, and Keenan Allen. PJ, who is a hot in the third round? Man, here would be a good point because you already know that Kelsey is probably going to be off the board. And I trust Waller a little bit more than I trust Kittle. So I would probably take a stab at Waller just to have a top-tier tight end at this point in the draft. Even though he hasn't practiced in – I think yeah, five he'll, days. Be, he'll be good to go by the time the season starts. Dude, preseason, a veteran not practicing in preseason. You know, they haven't really disclosed what it is as of th- this recording. Yeah. So, unless it's something crazy. Hopefully it's nothing yeah. serious. He'll be yeah. fine, man. He's, he's going to be all systems go like, as soon as the season starts. <clears throat> Definitely something to keep your eye yeah. on, though, leading up to your If draft. it comes out at something serious – like he's he's done falling off the wagon again or something like that. Then yeah, he, he's dropping like a bad habit. But if it's just giving him the week off because he's a veteran and whatever the or is some personal matter like a family member died, they don't want to tell nobody. That's what I that's what I think it is. To be honest with you, it's a it's a personal matter, not a performance injury matter or a substance, yeah, or a substance matter. I like that take. You, Risky, but uh, yeah. Yeah, we're like going to take that take for PJ. I'm not taking it. Uh, coach, <laughs> coach, who's your hot? My hot is going to be, let's go with Mr. George Kittle. I have him in my keeper league. Keep on with that tight end strategy, man. Like if you, if you have the opportunity to take one of the, what, three, four elite tight ends in the league, you definitely take them especially in the third round. If he's, let's be honest, I don't think George Kittle is going to be sitting there in the third round. If he is, he's not going to make it to you if you're picking at the lower third or like five, six. So definitely take George Kittle. Yes, he was injured last year. I I don't take health or injuries in account at all. (laughs) (laughs) This guy. This guy over here. But uh, all seriousness, George Kittle's, other than Travis Kelsey, he's been one of the more consistent um, tight ends in the league in the past three, four years. Except I'm kind of surprised to see Waller and Kittle in in the third round here. I mean, I'd I'd be shocked. Yeah, me too. One of them get out of the second round. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of people have been listening to Coach taking his advice on grabbing these tight ends early. But it really just kind of shows you the disparity of the tight end for people to take it. People, people I, I feel, just aren't listening to the big-time gurus on wait on quarterback, wait on tight end. Let me tell you what happens when you do that and you follow their advice is everybody else in the league grabs up all the good players and you're just over there screwed. L7 yep. weenie. Weenie. <laughs> Oscar Mike. <Mayden. laughs> but, yeah, y'all want to take those tight ends? Uh, I can't blame you. I'd be wanting them too, but man, since y'all wasted uh, the round on tight ends, I'm going to give the listeners a twofer and say Keenan Allen and David Montgomery. David Montgomery has showed last year at at the back end that he is a, a good volume play workhorse that can put up some massive points. And now you have truly improved quarterback play this year no matter whichever one they go with if they go with fields great if they go with uh the red rifle bb gun still better than what they had last year so i'm all about some some bears this year just for that jump of quarterback play you look at Allen robinson and the crap he's done with like blake bortles and mitch trubisky and nick Foles, and then you give him the red rifle or you give him Justin Fields, either one of them. And if he can produce with them other guys, he can definitely produce with these guys. 
Same thing with David Montgomery. I'm kind of surprised he's Keenan Allen. So yeah, I think uh, he's just kind of dipping right now. This stuff kind of fluctuates as we get closer and closer. But uh, yeah, I think he was higher. He had some helium, and then they started let, letting the air out the balloon on him. Dropped all the way to thirty. And dude, I'm very high on the Chargers this year. And Keenan Allen always knows how the ball. He is a baller. No doubt, man. I I love what they got in uh I love what the Chargers have this year, man. I, I think they're gonna be a solid team. You you almost said San Diego, didn't you? I did. I wanted to say San Diego <laughs> and I was like, where do they live now? But yeah, yeah, I, I like the Keenan Allen thing. Yeah. Bakersfield, the Bakersfield <laughs> Chargers. <laughs> All right, that was the hot. Let's get into the not PJ. Who's a guy that you just can't stand in the third round? And this was pretty easy for me because I had him on my team last year, but I'm going with uh, Clyde Edwards, man. I, he, he's not going to be one of my keepers. He's going to be back in the pool, and uh, there's no way I'm taking that guy. Uh, I, I wouldn't pick him again, but we're talking, what, third round here, second round here? I, I Maybe take a chance at him, but I, I don't like him. I wouldn't take him. Dude, I you know, he's definitely – he's down there for a reason. I would definitely want a, a guy like Antonio Gibson or Najee Harris or Austin Eckler over him. But I, I would take him over a Joe Mixon. You're, you're still on uh, a high-scoring oh, offense, even though he, he just doesn't know how to knock it in on the end zone, it seems like. But I wouldn't want him to be my first court, uh, running back. But if I went heavy on wide receiver – on the first two rounds for some insane reason, I wouldn't mind picking him up. They have a, uh, an improved, revamped offensive line to protect Mahomey. Um, the thing that's going to hurt uh, CEH uh, is splitting time with or splitting receptions and dump-offs with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. I mean, that that's what's going to hurt him. And then I, I, I just think that if he's there, take him, especially over Mixon, especially over um, some of the other knots that we've we, we've we've said before. But I can definitely see why you wouldn't be hot on him. I've been I've been burned. He's burned me. No, I definitely burned would him. want David Montgomery over him. Yeah, I would but agree with that. Josh Jacobs is also in this round. I'll take him over Josh Jacobs. I'll take him over Josh J- Jacobs and Joe Mixon, which. Just to skip coach since I said it, I'm just going to go ahead and say my night is Josh Jacobs because the Raiders are going to yeah. be – You can cut. Yeah. Uh, Raiders are just going to be absolute trash this year, I feel like. They let all their good offensive line players go, still building up the receiver core. Uh, who they get uh, in free agency or something from the Bills, maybe – did they get John Brown? Is that their number one rod receiver? I haven't really studied up there why. Uh, Henry Ruggs. You got Henry Ruggs. Yeah, you have you have Ruggs. And I think they grabbed John Brown from Buffalo. Renfro. Nelson Aguilar. Uh, he's with the Patriots now on that big fat contract. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. But I'm not really studying their wide receivers because I'm not grabbing. They're not. Yeah, I'm not grabbing them in the draft. It can bite me in the ass, but that, I don't that, care. Yeah, that team, though, the Raiders are, are one of those teams that are just – they. I can't trust them. Waller's probably the only fantasy safe play on that entire team. Yeah. Coach, since I skipped you, who's your not? Well, I, you you held my place in line, so I'm going to get back in line. I'm going to take – I'm going to take DK Metcalf. Just there's something about – DK and Seattle drop balls didn't help them last year. Uh, I think potentially that offense can hopefully do a little bit better than it did last year at the tail end. Uh, Tyler Lockett can come out of his cave out of hiding, take away some of the coverages. But if Tyler Lockett has a a down year like he had last year, DK is going to get double teamed, triple teamed and, I just don't think uh, he'll pan out as as he'll he won't he'll get you some points, but he won't get you the points that you need to win week in and week out. 
I like that take, man. I mean, DK's a guy I wouldn't mind having on my team, but it just kind of it falls down to where you're taking him in the draft position. So if I you're think, early, yeah, this would be too if you're late second, early third round, I don't think I would take a chance on him. But I mean, if you're at the back end of the third, early fourth, I don't see him falling that far. But if he's there, I, I wouldn't have any trouble getting him. Back yeah, the names. Yeah, if he's late third, yeah, the name's too big. His name's bigger than him, and he's a big dude. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. I just I don't like the the OC hire that they got, and I, I don't trust uh, Carroll to actually let this guy and and Russell Wilson really get the mojo going and be a high flying offense. And you saw him just derail at the back half of last year, and it was mostly because of Schottenheimer's playbook kind of falling apart, but. Also, the the offensive line just couldn't hold up all year, and it just it got stale and turned into the offense just sputtered out, you know. And I just don't think the new OC is gonna turn it around. He's too green. the The passing coordinator for the Rams is who they hired to be their offensive coordinator. Dude has. I don't think any experience actually calling plays or anything. So that's a, that's a big knock, but Russell Wilson is a, is a type of player that if you say you go out there kind of like Aaron Rodgers, you just go make your own plays. He can do it, but I'm with you guys. I'd still take him. If, if I lost out on all the people I did want, I'll settle for him. He'll be my my late night booty call call, you know, just be like, "Hey, DK, <laughs> hey, what's up?" Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on into the last round of the evening. It's a fun one. We got Terry, scary Terry McLaurin, Josh Allen. Is he our second quarterback off? Yeah, second quarterback off the board. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, second. Josh Allen. DeAndre Swift, wow, what's he doing up there? Chris Carson, Miles Saunders, uh, Allen Robinson, number two, C.D. Lamb, Mike Evans, Julio Jones, and another quarterback, Kyler Murray. P.J., who is a hot in this hot podge mess of a round? I'm going to sound like a broken record, but C.D. Lamb, man. Year two, he's going to prove upon from year one. The guy's a dynamic talent. Of course, he is with the Dallas Cowboys. I'm going with CD, man. I have no problem taking him at any point in this draft if, this, if we get to it. All right, Coach, anything you want to say? Yeah, that C, CD, CD was going to be uh, my hot pick. Uh, excellent, excellent rookie season. Um, I'm, ac- I'm actually expecting him to do way better than he did his rookie year and just exceed beyond expectations. Um but yeah, I like that pick, Peach. Grassy coach. My hot for round four is gonna be. I think I'm gonna go with Scary Terry, Scary Terry McLaurin. They they have Logan Thomas. They have Antonio Gibson, who I talked about earlier. They brought in Curtis Samuel to kind of take maybe away some of that coverage and those double teams away from um, from Terry. You got it with the with the Washington football team's offense. You gotta hope that they move him around, get him get him the ball in his hands, shift him a little reverses, bubble screens, whatever they can do to utilize his skills because he's one of the up and coming young wide receivers um, up there with like CD and Justin Jefferson, the next generational crop who's gonna take over this league. So, yeah, Scary Terry's my hot. I like it, man. I like it. Nice. I'm going to go with another bear. Rawr. Allen Robinson, number two. (laughs) The dude can play well with the crappy quarterbacks. Now he's got some not-as-crappy quarterbacks. So I like a little stability at, at wide receiver, and he can bring it. We know the guy can ball. They move him all around the the field he'll be play outside he'll play the slot heck he might pretend to be a tight end for all i know but uh yeah i'll i like him in this round 
So call call me right or call me wrong, guys. Good. I like that pick. Okay. Wake the stuff up. I was waiting. I was waiting on PJ. I thought you were going to say something. <laughs> I thought you were going to say I was like, PJ, come on. Okay, shit. No, I, um, I like that pick, Miles. Uh, I think Allen Robinson, now that they got rid of, uh, what's that kid, Miller, and they shipped Miller off to the yeah. Texans? Is that yeah. right on that one? Yeah. Um, Allen's, Allen's targets should go go up significantly, um, no matter who who's in there, whether it's uh, Red Rifle or – Justin Fields, I think Allen Robinson is definitely a safe, one of the safest picks who I would definitely be surprised if he fell this far. Yeah, dude, I really hope Justin Fields takes over early, man. Is that guy, I think he has the ability to be a big play quarterback, especially the way he's able to use his legs. He's looked good in training camp. He's able to move around the pocket. I mean, Allen Robinson could be up for a huge year, so I definitely think that's a – Yeah, I think – yeah, I think Allen Robinson is – on on the last leg of his contract, right? See on a franchise tag and uh, playing for, for a new team next year or playing to re-up on this team. Yeah, he's going to want to get paid. He kind of did the same thing in uh, Jacksonville. I believe that he was on the last year of contract and blew up with uh, Blake Bortles. At the end, yeah. I think, when he got that big payday from uh, – I like picking out a guy that yeah, is up for a big payday because – they they work a little harder. They want a ball. They want to get paid. I wouldn't be surprised if Justin takes over that team um, as early as week eight. I don't think he'll take that long, to be honest with you. I, th- I think he's going to be a starter. I don't know about day one, but he's going to get there pretty Now good. that y'all brought it up, Matt Nagy, man, what is what is his deal with the whole – gonna, we're going to go with this guy, and this is going to be our guy. And then two weeks later – we're switching quarterbacks. Yeah. He did it last year. Well, him and he's like, we're gonna give. Dude, he, he, exactly. He's a guy trying to save his job, man. He's saying whatever he can. And him and that GM are like, that's why they drafted Justin. They're they're he was a life preserver. They're trying to save their job. Yeah, so he's not gonna lose his job by having Justin Fields on the bench. So if he needs to put him in early, he needs to get an offensive coordinator and let that offensive coordinator do his job instead of trying to be head coach and OC. Not everybody can do that. You know, he's from the Andy Reid coaching tree, and Andy Reid can do it, but Matt Nagy cannot. Like, just you worry about the play clock and getting your the scheme you want in place and stuff, but you let your offensive coordinator do the, do the heavy lifting on that part, and then you'll probably keep your job. Oh, absolutely. For sure. And real quick, before we get into the knots, since I see Mike Evans up in this rig uh, at number number 38, and then we got DK Metcalf at the, the back end of the other one. Where was he? He was uh, 21. Oh, 21. Yeah. All right. Out of those two guys, they're both predict- predicted in the – Google-O-Matic projection machines to both get 10 touchdowns this season. Who gets more? Can they both go over 10? I think so, but who gets more out of the two? Flipping a coin. <laughs> yeah, I'd say DK. DK. Yeah, well, I'm going to go Evans. So, kiss. <laughs> we make it. If you want them. Yeah, right yeah, just, yeah. Hey, man, how much baby doge we got to play with tonight? <laughs> So write write it down, guys. We'll see by the end of the year who who wins those. All right, let's get into the knots. The last knots of the evening. PJ, who's a guy going in the fourth round that you're like, no way, Jose? All right, my no way, Jose is gonna be Miles Sanders, dude. I'm not owning a running back from the Philly. From Philly, I, I don't think you need to say much more there. I mean, you got to think what type of team are they going to have? Who's even going to be playing quarterback? Is it going to be Jalen Hurts? What are they going to do? But I, I'm not owning a running back in Philly. So, Miles Sanders is going to be my pick on that one. All right. Yeah. I, Miles Sanders. I can get behind that. Yeah. I, I don't trust Philly running backs. He's always there. He's always around. Like, every time I, I we're drafting year in and year out, I just see someone take Miles Sanders, and I'm like, Why? 
I feel like I picked him up on the waivers at some point last year. He'll win you some games, or at least he has before, but you're going to lose a lot more games than you're going to win with him. And with a running back, you want consistency. You don't – I mean, it's good to have a big home run guy, but you also need a guy that's not going to give you single digits or even a zero. Yeah. And it – he is the epitome of the guy where you have like Monday night football and you have one player left to go like, all right, who do I got? I just Sanders. need three points. I need three points. And it's a Monday yeah, night football game. Sure enough. I'm starting sure Miles enough, Sanders and nothing. That's exactly yep. what Miles Sanders is. I like that. Nice. My, my pretzel knot is going to be a Mr. Kyler Murray. Arizona Cardinal uh, Cardinals quarterback. I just I, I I don't believe in Cliff's whatever he's doing out there in Arizona. I don't understand what the offense is like. Like, how do you have DeAndre Hopkins and he only had six touchdowns last year? Like, they gotta they gotta revamp it. Now, I'll, I'll be the first one to eat a crow sandwich if if. Kyler ends up being a MVP candidate and goes lights out, kind of like how he did. He had a really big start to the year, one of the hottest fantasy quarterbacks last year, and then kind of tapered off uh, and then fell back down to earth. Uh, I just don't think behind that offensive line and um, him running for his life half the time, I I just don't see it. So uh, he's my not in round four. So I would save him and punt him down for rounds five or six if he's still there. Definitely take him, but not not this high. Man, he's a good, like, backup quarterback. If you got, like, a, a really solid, like, Patrick Mahomes early in the draft, and I don't know, maybe somehow Kyler kind of falls a little bit. He's a good one to have, like, a like on the bench. But I wouldn't have him as the main guy. Dude, I, I like those takes. I think y'all are going to like mine, too. I'm going to go with uh, Mr. C.D. Lamb. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wait, is, this, is this your hot take or another what, what, hot what take? Are we, we're on the, we're the, knots. the knots. Yeah, We're about, we're about yeah. to end the show. Oh, yeah, see, yeah, and that's the show, guys. <laughs> Is this what you really want people to hear at the very end? <laughs> no, I'm going to go with uh, C.D. Lamb just because you got uh, Amari Cooper just right around the corner. I'd rather have Amari Cooper over C.D. Lamb. And you know, I get it, the dude's the hot, everybody loves him and stuff, but let's let's not kid ourselves. Amari Cooper's the number one uh, on that team, and he's going lower than the number two. Uh, Dak Prescott, while he – in the past, before what's the coordinator's name really helped him open up? He started balling. Killing yeah, him. more. He's still there. He's helped him open up. He was killing it. Uh, CD Lamb, I think a lot of his targets really happened because of health with the other guys, mainly the tight end position. Blake Jarwin was supposed to be there. I drafted him to be my super duper tight end sleeper, and he was just early to the game with the Cowboys and blew his ACL on the first down of the first game. <laughs> and First yeah, play of the seriously, season. Seriously, the first series of the season. And <clears throat> that really changed the game. Uh, you got three really good wide receivers there, and C.D. Lamb, they used him as the underneath guy, but I think with two – Two tight ends that are really good. That's a crowded backfield, but give me the number one wide receiver over the slot wide receiver for the Cowboys. Not saying uh, both picks are good, but hot take. Take Amari Cooper over C.D. Lamb. Man, Donald. The Don Donald, man, ladies and gentlemen. He's just... He is just trying to cause controversy, Whipping up them flapjacks and throwing them hotcakes everywhere this episode. Stephon Diggs is no good. <laughs> C.D. Lamb is no good. Mike D.K. Metcalf, no good. Where is this coming from? <laughs> you hurt me. I, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, man. I mean, geez. 
we'll watch all his prognostication will will come true. That tinfoil hat's actually going to be worth something. <laughs> right. He's going to take we'll all make our baby an NFT of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that concludes the hot or not for the evening. We'll we'll get into some more on down the line, but probably next week we'll we'll look into more of the bets if you want. We haven't really touched ground on that, have we guys? So Got to be some kind of degenerate to be betting preseason, man. Yeah, I mean, there's no – I was hoping to hunt down some futures, and I'll probably spend more time hunting it down just to tell the uh, the viewers if they're listening. I've, I've been sick the past week, so Googling betting numbers has been low on my priority list. That, that explains <laughs> all these hot takes. The, the, the virus yeah. – Fever dreams. The virus he has – the. <laughs> The virus he has causes him to shell out. Yeah, the fever dreams, they come to me at the night, and Amari Cooper's like, pick me. Pick me. Pick me, me, Miles. (laughs) Well, if you enjoyed tonight's episode, uh, we do appreciate it. We got plenty more to come, especially once the season starts. If you can – but, yeah, wherever y'all are listening to us, if there's a rating system, give us a five-star. Uh, write anything you want in the comment, and Coach will say it. If it's a happy birthday, you want to propose to somebody, you want to break up with somebody, or you just want to let us know how great you did on your fantasy, get some brag time, we'll say it. And uh, if you have any fantasy questions, trades, uh, who to start, who's hot, who's not, whatever you want to say whatever you want to know and we'll, we'll get to you. And I bet you we get to you before the big guys do. <laughs> so, uh, Fitz magic. Sorry. We didn't uh, get to you tonight. We kind of ran over on time again. We'll definitely try to get to you next, next week. Love you, bro. Thanks everybody. Been real guys. <laughs>